0: welcome to the dr wendy rhodes show this podcast is designed for those who want to heal from the emotional and mental traumas sustained from childhood to adulthood i am an overcomer of domestic violence sexual assault and rape as a teenager it took a while for me to realize that i am not my trauma i take my 20 plus years of experience in healthcare along with my spiritual healing to assist women, healing, overcoming, and living in exile. They learn self-love redefined that is beautifully integrated with love so that they too will know that they are not their trauma. Healing is definitely your portion. I am your host, Dr. Wendy Rhodes. Hello everyone, peace and blessings to you. This is Dr. Wendy Rhodes, and I am an emotional wound care coach. I specialize in providing a safe and confidential space for women to heal and get over their traumas that were caused by rape, sexual assault, domestic violence, and we learn how to, to do self-love redefine that's beautifully integrated with love. So I am the Wound Care Coach. Wound Care stands for we're overcoming the unhealed with necessity and determination, creating an avenue to recover everything. So today's guest we have today is Laura Patricia Martin. Laura Patricia Martin is a trauma-informed relationship specialist and founder of Healing to Happy. Now, that right there just says so much right there. Healing to Happy? Some people heal, but then they're not happy, so there is something here that she has tapped into that we just don't know, and that's why she's here today, because she's going to help us to understand how we can go from healing to happy, to that happy place. This global movement is taking the world by storm as it liberates the modern woman to step into her relaxed feminine energy and allows the man to step into his leadership without the triggers of their past. It happens at quantum speed. It doesn't even really make sense until you're in it. She's here to change the way we date, communicate, and connect in this modern world. And without further ado, we're going to bring you our guest here, Mrs. Laura Patricia Martin hi <laughs> no blessings to you
1: oh,
0: yeah hey thank you for accepting the invitation to be here on you are not your trauma with dr wendy Rhodes. hey <laughs> thank you for coming in here today and you know we have a very unique title for this one and this one is overcoming generational traumas and um From what we talked about, I felt like that was most appropriate because of how we kind of dug in, had our conversations and different things. And I said, well, Lord, what are we going to name this segment? And this is like so perfect because there's a lot of people that have traumas but don't really realize that it's like generational, like the mama, the cousin, the grandma and all of them way back there was going through all of that stuff. But. I am going to let you tell the people about you and your prior experience. And how did we get here today of saying that this is, you have overcome generational traumas. Like where did all of this come from?
1: Yeah, time, Thank you so much for having me and making this movement. I think it's so important to break the stigma around trauma and the stories that it holds around who we get to be. and shift and become because of these things, and I just, I love what you're doing, so I'm really happy to be here. Um, yeah, I always make the joke that, you know, I'm accidental entrepreneur. This was never my plan. I was on a very messy path with my life, and I didn't even know because in my family, we didn't talk about trauma. We didn't talk about anything really ever, which is very common. And after my mom passed away from addiction at age of 22, I was 22, I ran away to Asia and I was going to go find myself. But really all I found was my trauma and I had experienced domestic violence, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, eating disorders, um, you know, getting cheated on by men, just this, these narratives happening in my body that ultimately led to me getting very sick and starting this health Company at first that transitioned into trauma and the gut-brain connection and all this stuff. And the more I dove into this, the more I found a purpose and understanding. And it, it wasn't so much about, you know, finding the right answer. It was somehow finding my way home to myself because I hadn't felt that my entire life. And, you know, there was this moment at 24 when my knees were on the floor and I was contemplating taking my own life and it was this reflection that I didn't wanna live, it's not that I didn't wanna live, I just didn't wanna live this way anymore. And I didn't, I just had so much pain in my body and for living and you know, everyone's story is different, but I, I know we can all relate to that moment of like knees on the floor, like I don't know what I'm doing anymore and I'm just reacting to life and I'm not creating it. And there's all these happy people and I don't feel like I belong in any of that. And it's just this whole mess. And I started to dive down this rabbit hole as my journey continued of looking at my mom, and looking at, I didn't want to be that type of mother. Not She did the best that she could with the tool that she was given. But, you know, she had struggled with addiction. She had struggled with, you know, mental health issues. She had struggled with domestic violence and just this whole stuff through her life that I wish someone would have told me. You know, and then they kept going back to like my grandmothers and to my aunts and to my cousins. And it was like, I hadn't seen the healthy relationships anywhere modeled around me. And so I started to play with this theme of like, well, I want my kids to experience that. I don't have kids, but I kept having this vision of like my daughter someday where I was like, she's not going to be at war with her body she's not going to experience domestic violence she at least to the best of my abilities i'm going to talk about these things i'm going to create some type of movement and really took it into my own responsibility of it ends with me and a new beginning starts with me and really going forward in this whole education round i got i'm a very left brain human being like I needed to go to school and get all the certifications and do all the things because it needed to make sense to me because i knew you know i wasn't broken just the way that i was brought up maybe was a little bit warped but that doesn't mean i'm stuck that way like the things that i kept learning about the nervous system i was like wait so i'm not stuck this way like this isn't my truth this isn't my narrative this isn't what i'm stuck with like i do get to change it it's just gonna take a whole bunch of repetition like it's gonna take a whole journey and so I just started doing that and people saw my change and people were like, "Hey, I want to do that too." And it's took on this like global movement that I'm like that wasn't the plan, but when you're when you're doing something that you're so passionate about, it just it just happens, you know.
0: You know, I really like how you said that it ends with you and it starts with you. That right there is just like it's a staple right there because what happens is a lot of people that go through traumas they don't realize that that at some point this has to end and then you have to begin a new chapter and what are you going to do with that new chapter and it's like I, i wrote down a couple of your nuggets here that you had said so i'm like i gotta go back so you said your mother did the best she could with the tools that she was given think about how many people out here don't have any tools. So, even for her, she had no tools. And the little that she had probably was some generational stuff that great-grandmama them had taught grandma. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Know how that goes, you know? So, it's like you created this movement. It's like, I know that purpose comes out of our pain and we hear that all the time it's like you know from pain to purpose but you really birthed something big here where did um healing to to happy come from like how did you end up getting there no how did you get to happy
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean It's a continuous (laughs) journey, right? Like it's never a destination. That's the thing where it's like, it's never like, oh, all of a sudden my life is perfect. Like even today, my heart is so tender, you know, it's like I'm going through one, one of the waves of life. And it's just, I think when I got to a certain point that I realized I'm my best ROI. I am the person I can always bet on. I have a lot of resiliency and i have survived a hundred times and it it's moved from this survival state and this has been the last two years of my journey of rebranding and doing everything in my company it's getting out of that survival i need to prove that i am not this this anymore this person that went through this past now it's in this space where it's like i'm just doing things because life is so quick you know, and it, I really want to savor as much as I can out of it. And I really want, you know, my clients and my people to get that to like every moment, even the things when your heart is tender are really important. And when you can get to that place, you know, it's no longer happy as this thing where it's like, cause I used to feel this way. I'd see all these happy people, you know, social media, highlight reels, all that stuff. It's like, oh, if I can just have that, I'll be happy. And the truth is I did that. It was like, I traveled the world. I had, you know, the very successful companies. I was on magazine, in magazines. I was selling out events. I was speaking on stages with hundreds of people. Like I did the things I thought would make me happy. And it wasn't until I had everything that I realized it wasn't stuff. It was me. And I was responsible for that. So it's looking at that because I everyone has to go through that. Unfortunately, it's like, I can tell you that. And you're going to say, yeah, easy for you to say. And you're going to have to go on that journey. But you're going to remember this conversation that when you get to something, it's not about you know, getting to happiness and the things you can accumulate to somehow think, of. it's it's what do you know yourself to be true about yourself? How much courage do you have? How much, how much do you know that you are resilient? So even when shit hits the fan, cause it does in its life, like you can sit there and be like, I got my back and I don't have to do it in these ways. It's like, I now know that anything that happens is an initiation portal. Because if I built this off of that, dang what's coming next like it's that kind of inner trust that cultivates this you know it's healing ing the continuation you know it, it doesn't stop it's this constant like what is this next chapter of me that is a regulated form that is this trustful form that's this resilient form and then continually tapping back into that i love that because healing is
0: an ongoing journey um it's something that, um, that I really realized is that no matter how many times you tap into something that you really needed to heal from, and you feel like you've gotten to your happy place, something else surfaces that you have pushed all the way down. So it definitely makes sense.
1: It makes sense. Well,
0: you know, I've... Just yeah. it
1: just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the subconscious, right? Like, your brain, especially when you've been through trauma, like, you don't remember a lot of stuff. Like, if you've been through, like, big events, and I get it. Now, like, micro-traumas, like, everyone's traumas matter. Like, I really want to emphasize that point. But, like, our subconscious, it blocks things that it doesn't want you to remember. Like, it wants you to be protected. And so the more safe you become, the more your brain starts to unfreeze some things that are stuck. And so this is why the more safe you become, the more resourced you become, the more tools you have so that when these things surface and you get activated by something or you, you know, you go through a breakup and you're invited into these childhood wounds or you go through some type of thing in your business and you're invited into these like worthiness wounds. Like you now have these tools where these younger parts of yourself start to come forward and you're like, I know you. Yes, do you want a seat at the table? You no longer get to run this whole conference room and you do not get a microphone. But I will witness and acknowledge you because you. at the end of the day, these parts of yourself that you're trying to stuff, I see this a lot with my CEO clients, these parts of yourself that you're trying to stuff away, because I did this with my past. I didn't talk about it. I was like, I wasn't on drugs. Like It was like these little parts of myself that I kept shied away and like the codependency wounds and the trauma bonding and the domestic violence. It was like, I talk about it and then I drop it because I didn't want that to affect the authority that I had in my work now, right? So it's after looking at that where it was like, actually, can we release the shame of that part so that it no longer has weight over you? And so you're no longer afraid of someone finding you out and you're no longer running from these demons because you know all of you. And that's how you start to set yourself free because the subconscious isn't running the show anymore. You have the tools and your resource and you're like, there's that sneaky little worthiness wound. There's that little, you know, protector. Here we go. Let's go. We're gonna have a little dark night of the soul for the week. And then we're gonna re-enter and look at what we create now. Like it's it's the journey, you know. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, I mean,
0: what people don't understand is that your testimony is what bring you to your built up place to your strengthening your strength comes from your story and just like the word of god says it says that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony so we have to testify because it's like just because I was there i'm not here now but look at me now look at what has happened to me now look at me you know like like look at me and it's just amazing, you know, when you can. And and I will always tell people that I feel that it is so very important to be able to face those demons, to be able to talk about, you know, about your traumas, because when you don't. You're giving them power. You're giving them authority. You're letting them know I'm still scared of you, and I think that you still gonna surface. But you got to take authority over these things. You have to take authority over them. So I wanted to know if you can kind of give us um, one of your stories, just of something that happened to you that. Was like one of your lowest of lows, like one of your testimonies that really said, whew, I'm so glad I'm not there anymore." Yeah, dang. <laughs> hey, are you like me? You got eleven thousand one up there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what?
1: It's one of those things where you're like, you have so many, right? You're like yes. so this is the thing that it's like, what made you? And you're like, the current season of my life. You know, there's so many, but like. Honestly, leaving domestic violence, because I don't think that one's spoken enough about. Um, Or overcoming, like, rape as, like, really owning that part. Because that was, that one, actually, let's do that one. Because that one was the hardest one. Because that one happened in college. And I just forgot about it. Like, I went to one therapy session, was like, I'm out. Like, I'm never talking about this again. I'm shutting it down. I feel weak. I feel all these things. I created the narrative for years. And because what happened after that is I had, you know, my own father, I had my own, you know, I, he told me, you know, there's some things, well, here's what happened. The first guy that I slept with after it was very, uh, it awoke a lot of me and I still hadn't healed fully from it. And so when I told him about it, he broke up with me and it was this whole thing. And I've had and my own father after that, be like, yeah, there's just some things people don't want to know. And I've had every partner up until my most recent one tell me there are just some things you don't want to know about your partner that crushed me. And so after the last one said that to me, it was really claiming this, but also it was a reflection because at the end of the day, every relationship we have is a mirror of something that's inside of us. And because I had not healed this, I had done so much healing that I had not healed this. That, of course, in my relationships, it was being mirrored back that it was dirty because in my soul, I thought that it was. And so I sat with this part of myself, I did a lot of somatic work, EMDR, I went to my own therapist, brain spotting, things like that, to really sit with this part and have this like sexual liberation, like getting comfortable with my body, having this part and only with self, not getting that validated from external things, and having ownership over this part of myself. So then in my next partnership, when it came up, because it was a long time until I actually felt comfortable to even talk about anything. It was this the way he responded was just like, wow, I really want to learn to ask better questions of you, you know? And so it could step into that kind of thing because yeah, that, that would really dampened because the other ones were more of this, like I got out of it. Like I was in that, like I survived. Sexual assault made me feel like because of the way it was handled, because of even the detectives and everything that happened, it made me feel like it was my fault because I was 19 and drunk at a bar and it was this whole narrative. And so that one took me until I was like 27, 28 to even like sit with and be like, I should actually do some healing around that because it was keeping intimacy from me. And especially in my line of work where you know, I love sex. I love talking about it. We're we're in it. It's this whole thing, but it's like, it created this like dirty feeling because I had this and what you were talking about, the womb and the things like that. There was so much damage around that. So it was a lot of healing that had to come through that then cracked open this, like, I didn't even know, but it felt like a, like the felt sense, like a chain up across my heart that it was keeping people from really seeing me.
0: You know. Ooh, listen, I'm telling you, this is so good. You know, you've had some of the um, Facebook users, which I can't see their names because they didn't like authorize DreamYard mm-hmm. to see their names or whatever. But it says good information, and they said keep doing what you're doing. So, most of the time, most of us that are in this line of work, we all have some kind of testimony of, you know, and and the reason why this became You Are Not Your Trauma is because of me facing things that has happened in my life and so many people that were acting like they were holding it and and wearing it as a badge of honor and you don't wear it as a badge of honor. You stand in your truth. You stand in your truth. But I was 14 when I was raped and at the age of 49 is when i talked about it wow 35 years later and that was um written in a book because i became a part of an anthology and i was like kind of dying on the inside Mm -hmm. I mean, can you relate to really just dying on the inside? Because it sounds like that's what was happening because you got the rejection. You got this person that's supposed to love and care for me that don't even want to hear about what matters the most to me. Mm -hmm. But I love how you really kind of plunged into that self-love and loving your body and just loving who you are in general. I just love all of that
1: just all of that. You're amazing, Laura. (laughs) That's incredible. And I mean, that's something to sit with. And that's what I realized too, like after my story, like my grandmother, my aunt, like so many people came up to me after I was like, yeah, that happened to me too. I was like, why aren't you talking about it? Like, I get it. Like we're quiet because we think we did something wrong or we internalize societal norms of these things. But I remember just hitting something at like 28, where I was like, I'm reclaiming all these words that you stole from me, like slut or bitch or things like this. Like all these words that were thrown in. I was like, I'm turning that in, I now run programs that say these terms in them because I'm like, I'm owning that. Like these are parts of me that you stole. And I didn't, I'm not giving you that. Like you can take back the shame. You can take back all the things that you stole, but I'm going to talk about, it. and I'm sure you feel this way too. It's like, I'm going to talk about it to destigmatize it because the more you hear me talk about this in a way that I'm not ashamed of these things, they happened. Like I didn't ask for it. I didn't do anything. Sure. I was drunk and then underage at a bar, whatever. Everyone did it. Like it's, it, it doesn't even freaking matter. It's, it's a thing of like, again, your trauma is not your story, like exactly your mission, where it's like, it no longer has weight over you because you're facing it. You're like, this did happen. Mm -hmm. And more so, what have I been carrying for the last 35 years that I haven't faced because I've been hiding the shame. And then there's that story, which is so much more important than the actual event, right? It's like this whole thing of like the identity that this now created. And then this reclamation of you taking it back, which is the most important part.
0: Yeah. But you you think about that length of time, 35 years, and you lose yourself Mm -hmm. in 35 years, like the age of 14 and then it's 49 and 35 years down the line. And that 14 year old me was still in the corner waiting for me. She was waiting for me. She like, I'm over here. Can, can you acknowledge me? See, you just pressed me down and you forgot all about me, right? No, I'm still here. I'm still hurt. I'm wounded. And now on top of that, you got domestic violence on top of that because you lose your worth. Mm-hmm. And when you lose your worth, if you can't see your worth, the person that's with you is not going to see your worth either. Exactly. Exactly they're definitely not going to see it work. I mean, I'm just going to let you talk. I'm going to slide out the way and I'm just going to let you talk. You're just going to have the floor all by yourself. Bye.
1: <laughs> what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> um, I don't know what you want me to talk about. But yes, it is a, a <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm just going to tell you. I will always give you the floor. There's always something on your heart that you really want to share with these people. When we talk about you are not your trauma, how does that really hit you? Like, you know, like, I mean, like, do you just start calling out everything that ever happened to you and be like, "You don't own me. You don't tell me what to do." I no, that's not me no more. <laughs> See, that's. I love it. That's what ended up happening when I got this. I'm like, you don't want me no more. You don't tell me what to do. No, I'm not my trauma. No, you ain't going to put your hands on me no more. See, it's stuff like that.
1: I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Did I just put you on the spot? I loved it, though. I'm like, ooh, thinking (laughs) on our toes. Got it. Cool. What are we talking about?
0: (laughs) It's that impromptu stuff, right?
1: I'm like, I love it. But yeah, okay. So the narrative of, you know, your trauma is not your story. Can I leave? Yeah, you can. Got it. Okay, Thank. you. How long do you want me to go? Okay, never mind. Um, Yeah, around the narrative of your trauma is not your story. I can tell you that story of how I carried that. And you might be going through something similar something not. But oftentimes what I see with clients, with myself in this space is when we hold this identity to our trauma, we're often taking it out on our body in slight ways. We're nitpicking. We're thinking we're not enough. We're swiping just to lose time and somehow get external validation. We're chasing numbers. We're chasing business ideas. We're lost in this external when the narrative of our trauma is still running it, and yet there's this defiant part of you that I bet still exists that doesn't actually identify with the trauma, but you don't realize this high achiever, high performer is identifying with the trauma because you're identifying with something outside of yourself except for the thing that makes you, you, which is your love and the joy and that childlike bliss. And I remember these parts of myself that I, I, I cut off for years because I thought they made me weak. Like, there's such an important part of play. There's such an important part of rest. There's such an important part of pleasure that gets shut off in our body when trauma occurs, which is really your superpower. And it's a shame that some of us had to grow up too quick. And so although we had to grow up too quick, and if you have ever done like younger self work or inner child work or anything like that it's like oh but that part she just had to survive she doesn't want to play i don't know how to play i don't i don't like that is the part of you that's begging to come alive and so i really invite you to sit with that part so even if you don't have a trauma story or you don't identify with that because the truth is sometimes that identity makes us feel weak when we built up all these protectors to get us to be so strong for so long when you can sit with that and realize your greatest strength is when you stop running. And that it doesn't mean you have to give up the successes or the the strength or the admiration or the things that you've built because of your trauma because at least in my world, most women I've worked with have built really fucking incredible things. Sorry if I can't swear here, it comes out of my mouth. Um, incredible things because of their trauma. And so the fear is, I don't want to not have my trauma narrative because it's gotten me this far. So what if I start looking at that? Am I going to lose the savage part of myself? And the truth is no. You're just going to actually feel at home with yourself. And being at home with yourself looks like deep, intimate relationships with partners that are devoted to you and love you. This is sisterhood friendships. You know, it might not be masses, but it could be like friends you actually know and can rely on. This can be feeling the healthiest in your body because you're so devoted to your body that you're not so caught up in the shape or the size. It's just, you love this human shell so much. Like there's so much capacity for your brain to be free and to think and to be in your life instead of trying to outrun it. That comes when you stop trying to live this trauma story. Like it really is about setting yourself free and welcoming yourself home. You just have to soften a little bit in order to get there. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> Thank you.
0: See, I, see, you know, I, you know, I had to put you out there like that. See, I have to, you know. I'm just saying. You know, I'm one of those impromptu type of people, right? And so you i'm sure are we are a lot alike in a lot of ways you know you're just a little lighter than me that's all but you <laughs> my sister from another mother oh, and you know when i think about like so many different things and thinking about all of this stuff when people invite me to their show i tell them don't send me questions mm, same don't send me questions And the reason why I say don't send me questions is because my story never changes Mm -hmm. because it's me. It's my truth. It's what happened. You don't have to fudge the truth Mm -hmm. because it's going to come out the same way every single time.
1: Mm
0: Now, um, do you have a
1: book coming out? I do not, um, in the ethers, but no, just programs and things. I do a lot of digital stuff.
0: Okay. We got to talk when we get off of here. So please don't hang up before when we get done. Don't, don't, I need you in the back. We're going to talk about this. But um, can you tell the people like how they can get in contact with you and um, and your website and different things so that um, I'm sure there has been people that have come and go and there's people that are going to see this on the replay and I need them to be able to you know, to be able to connect with you. Yeah. And Because there's so many different people out here. Because you've named so many things that you had traumas <laughs> in. And and I was like, listen, she got to be on here because you, what, the, the eating disorders, the drugs, can you name them all, please? Sit, <laughs> name them all. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs>
1: all out there. Or my dirty laundry. But, yes, come hang out. Um, I'm most active over on Instagram, which is, it's Laura Patricia Martin. You can see it right by my name. And then... I mean, my website is basically just a business card because I don't really use them, but that's healingthehappy.com. And then I have an extraordinary podcast, which I need to get you on, Miss Miss Wendy. And it is called Healing to Happy, where I interview people every other week. And then I have individual episodes all around the wildly different and so multifaceted ways that you can heal trauma. Like, that's the thing that I really want people to grasp is, like, even if I speak one way about trauma or Dr. Wendy speaks one way about trauma, like, there are hundreds of ways to heal it. Just because one thing didn't do it for you yet, there are so many ways. Like, don't give up on yourself. And so that's what I do over on my podcast. That's what we talk about on my page. Programs, all the things. I'm a digital course creator, speaker, all the stuff. So I'm happy to come hang out. You'll probably get a message from my team being like, hi, we love you. Because we like to talk to people on the internet and make internet friends.
0: <laughs> Laura, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for for coming on here on You Are Not Your Trauma with Dr. Wendy Rhodes. Um, if there was anything else that you needed to leave the people with,
1: then. What's on my heart is just reemphasizing that you're not your trauma. And I think sometimes that story can actually feel really comfortable because it's what we've known. And it can actually be quite activating when we start to release that narrative. But your strength, there's these stages of trauma that I've seen and you can probably relate to. It's like victim goes to survivor. And we all got to be a victim sometimes. Like when you go through a breakup, you got to be mad at your ex for a little bit. and be like, da, 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 like really mad. Like you got to just let it have it. And then you go into this like survivor part where you're like, I got out of this, you're very strong, like all these kind of things, but then there's this next step. And this is really what I want for anyone listening to this because we get stuck in this survivor, which is very masculine, very like hoo-ha kind of vibe. You get to go to thriving, which is just radical trust for God and this life and the journey and this in this space. And like, that is my deepest desire for anyone that watches this, is when you get to that space, you find your way home. And so, work on getting to that space in whatever capacity that is.
0: Wow. I love that. Basically, from surviving to thriving. <laughs> Once you get to thriving, that's it. That is all. So, thank you so much for uh, for coming here and giving all of these people this good information. Um, I have quite a few people that I'm going to share this with as well. You know, so I'm going to put you in the back. <laughs> and now it's, now it's your turn to go back. Hi <laughs> <Bye>, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo, my God. She is amazing. That was La- Laura Patricia Martin. And she is the CEO and founder of Healing to Happy. So... You guys, please, if you catch this on the replay or whichever, however you catch this. She left her information, so then that way you can get in contact with her. And also, I will put her information on my Facebook page and on the group page and different things like that. So I just um, thank her so much for being here and for her openness and her tenacity and her resilience and all of that type of stuff. So she is such a blessing. So thank you guys um, for tuning in to You Are Not Your Trauma with Dr. Wendy Rhodes.